This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Just when you thought you hated analytics, now you got the process. Oh, that would be a fun movie. Just about, you know how, look, the results can't be what you want ever, but the process, it's, it's solid. It's good. Thumbs up. How do you judge that? Well, you judge it by the people that put the process in place. The people who came up with the process, they're telling you the process, not the issue. Oh, well, then, all problem solved. But look, that's not the Yankees. Uh, we can forget about them for a little while until uh, something happens with Aaron Judge. The Jets, they are back in action tomorrow. They'll face off against the Buffalo Bills. Our coverage right here on 98.7 FM gets underway at 11 o'clock. And look, this is the part of the schedule where you knew that it's going to be, this is going to be a step up. And look, they've handled it well overall, right? The Broncos and Packers games on the road, you're able to get wins there. Then you get the Pats, then you get the Bills, then you get the Pats again. And I, I mean, it, I, I've never been more present in my life with the Jets. It's either we're going to the Super Bowl or fire everybody, the whole thing's a disaster. I mean, every, I mean, there's no more schizophrenic, there's no more manic fan base in this town than the Jets. Different fan bases handle things different ways. The Yankee fan base, even though I'm, I'm ripping them to shreds, they're generally very pessimistic. They're very down on the team. They're very down on the organization. And you would think, listening to them generally, you would think that they finished in last place every single year. They finished in first place one time out of five, and, you know, that's, that's a success. So the Yankee fan, they're, they're more pessimistic. The Knicks fan, they're far more optimistic. They always think things are going to be great, even though generally they have not been. But the, the Jet fan, they are very, very up and down, very up and down. And last week was one of those down weeks. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That loss to the Patriots, I mean, that has to be just an absolute gut punch. After you think you're turning the corner, after you think finally you got the Patriots right where you want them, you've lost to them six Years in a row, you've lost 12 straight games to a division opponent. You've got them in your building. You're feeling good about where you're at. You're feeling good about individual players. You feel like you're, you're turning the corner, right? And then your quarterback goes out there and just is abominable. I mean, he lost you the game almost single-handedly. But I, I do think that it needs to and, – and, and before we get to the Bill game, I do want to kind of recap here – there has to be more blame to go around than just Zach Wilson. Absolutely, he killed you. But it was not just him. And that's the problem. You're not supposed to be winning because of him. It's supposed to be right now, everybody else kind of covering for the young quarterback while he kind of gets up to speed at some point, you hope, and then you eventually do win games because of the quarterback. But that was not the case last week, and there was plenty of blame, more blame to go around than just the quarterback. First off, the coaching. I mean, what, what is the coaching staff doing? How in a game that's as close as that game was on the scoreboard, are you throwing 41 times and rushing for, I think it was 13? How is that happening? And, this, and it's not the first time. You know, sometimes you, you feel like you're, you're losing by more than you are, and you kind of get off balance. This has been a, a, a running theme this year. Now, it wasn't as bad as when Joe Flacco was in there, but that don't make it good. That was really egregious. The, the offensive coordinator said it made him sick. 
and yet still throwing 41 times and running only 13. That was not the time. And I get it. The Patriots are daring you to throw. They're daring Zach Wilson to beat them, and he beat himself in, in, in more ways than one that game. Woof, that was, that was rough. But you got to still commit to the run. You still have to, you have to be able to, to keep on balance to a certain degree. Another thing, is Elijah Moore still in timeout or not? What are we doing? You need your playmate. You have to figure out a way when your quarterback is struggling like he has so far this year to get your, the, the, the ball into the hands of your playmakers. He is one of your playmakers. Enough's enough already. Figure out a way to get him involved. I get it. It was a bad look by him. It was a bad decision by him. Even doubling down on it made it only worse. But at some point, it's about winning games. And if it is about winning games, well, let's go about doing the, the best way we can of actually winning games. Another thing I heard from Jet fans, well, you know, that penalty on John Franklin Myers, uh, you know, that wasn't really, that, that, was, a, that was a weak call. That was, that, well, it was an absolute killer, but it was a penalty. I mean, that gets called 100% of the time. What are you talking about? There's, there's far less. I mean, we've had conversations about that a, a thousand times. The Chiefs game with, with Chris Jones, I mean, there's been a hundred different roughing the passer calls that were far less than what that was that have gotten called, and we're all sitting here scratching. I'm like, geez, Louise, you can't touch anybody. That one, I was not surprised at all that that was what it was called. It was almost similar to the, to the week before with uh, Daniel Jones. He threw an interception against somebody. Uh, who, was the, who were they playing that week? It wasn't the Seattle game. It was the week before, and he got hit in the head. Oh, it was Jacksonville, and he got hit in the head, and sure enough, they, they waved off the interception. Yeah, that's what happens. So the Jets kind of, right now, with the quarterback being where he is and as shaky as he is, you got to have to play a clean game around him and hope he gets, gets his act together here before too long. The special teams was awful. Uh, there was a lot of different issues in that game. It was not just Zach Wilson. But, of course, the quarterback is where the, the conversation is going to start and, and primarily be focused when he was as terrible as, as he was, and as bad as the interceptions were, and each of them was, was terrible, it was not just the interceptions. He was reckless with the football. He shows no composure, and you cannot allow him to be the reason you lose a game. You have to do everything at your disposal to make sure that that does not happen. You have to kind of cover up for him while he is still clearly learning, and he needs to be better, but the coaching needs to be better, and let's be honest, this organization has gotten a lot wrong with him. And we can debate whether or not picking him was the wrong decision. I don't know that you have a definite call on that yet. But it's clear he should not have been the starter to begin last season. And it's clear, despite what they'll tell you, he has not made progress this year. At least not so far. It's great that you've won some games in spite of him. But at some point, you're going to have to make a decision with him. Because, um, you know, if you have any... I don't think that this should be the goal of making the playoffs this year. Nobody really came into the season expecting that. And if you don't make the playoffs this year, I don't think that it's, um, it's a failure of the organization if you are showing improvement overall, which clearly they have. But if they're, if they're planning on making the playoffs, at some point they're going to have a very tough decision to make because right now the quarterback, he is, uh, he's holding you back from accomplishing that. I think at the end of the day, the most important thing you get out of this season is is to have a definitive answer on the quarterback. And I'd like it to be, well, if I'm a Jet fan, I'd like it to be a, something that's a positive. Right now, it seems like it's pointed the other way. He has not shown you any real improvement from last year, not consistently at all. And there's more than enough times 
where the plays that he made last year, he's still making this year, where it's like he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to the phones. Kenny is in Elmont. Kenny, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Kenny. All right. Uh, The Jets and the Bills. I mean, let's face it, man. It don't look good if you just look at the, you know, the two teams, but you Jeff fans got to go with the Jets. I mean, a lot of people are down on the on the Jets, you know, with Wilson, Kyle Wilson. I mean, he's running around like a chicken exactly. with his not Kyle Wilson. Right, I meant that. <laughs> he's running around and I don't think the offensive line is, is really good at, at pass blocking. And that's one of the major problems. You might be able to block, you know, for for running and that's a whole different game. And they're not doing it and the problem is he can't really adjust to it yet. He's a young player, and he doesn't learn, and he should know this by now. And if he doesn't learn to get rid of the ball and throw it and get rid of it where it'll go out of bounds or go 50 you know, miles into the upper deck, he's going to have problems with interceptions and turnovers. And a, a team like Buffalo, you, you, know, you just can't do that. To Buffalo will capitalize on it, and they'll, they'll beat you not by two touchdowns. They'll beat you by four or five touchdowns. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't do that against anybody, Kenny, and thanks for the phone call, um, especially not Buffalo. I mean, you could play – the Jets could go out there and play a very clean game tomorrow and still get crushed by Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo is, if not the best team in the AFC, no, it might, might be the best team in football. Uh, and they are a team that when they get – I mean, they, they continue to pile on, man. They're not, they're not letting up at all. Uh, and um, it, it feels like the fact that they didn't cover last week against the Packers, that <laughs> it feels like they're going to put the hammer here down on somebody, and it very well might be the Jets. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to correct. And with the quarterback, you can, tell, you can say that, you know, the, the offensive line is not good enough and the, and the loss of Elijah Vera Tucker clearly is a big one, but it felt like he was working himself into pressure by the amount of time it was taking him to process plays uh, with the amount of time he was holding on to the football. So it kind of felt like some of that was self-created. Uh, and, 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 and you can, t- like you can see it coming. And, and you saw the implosion coming against New England that – He's holding on to the football, and you're just thinking he, something bad's going to happen here. And sure enough, more times than not, it did. Jason is in Westchester. Jason, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Jason? I was just, I was just calling because I agree with you about the fact that they, you know, ran the, through the ball 41 times. And um, I don't think it's a skill set, though, man. I think it's more of the fact that he is not getting the proper coaching. Um, I think they're doing way too much movement. They have too many. He's thinking too much. I think they need to let the kid play football under a controlled environment and make things simple. Run the ball. Michael Carter's a good running back. He can run the ball. You know, run by committee. You know, maybe some short screen passes, something like that, where the kid is not thinking so much and is running for his life. I mean, you got to control him. And if you have to bench him for a quarter just to get his head right, that's what a head coach needs to do. I don't really think it's a skill set, even though he came out of BYU. I think it's the coaching that is going to ruin this kid if they don't fix it right away. Yeah, Jason, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's clear that his arm, he has, he he's, you know, I hate the word arm talent. He's got a good arm, right? Like, it's not just a strong arm, but he can make good throws at times. But right now where he's at in his development, it's like, it's almost like if, if the first read is not there, he's almost got to get ready to get rid of it. 
Uh, that that's just where he's at in his development, and um, you would like it to be further along in the process, but you got to deal with what you've got to deal with, and it doesn't feel like you know it doesn't feel like a good mesh. Like the coaching staff has supported him uh, publicly and privately and all that type of stuff, but it takes more than that to to kind of build him up to to where he's an effective quarterback. And you've seen at times where he can if he can stay on schedule, where it's a first read or a quick read or something quick that gets the ball out of his hands, he's fine. It's when he's got to start moving around and the pressure comes. I mean, have you seen any of the – I don't have the – I have them written down here somewhere. i got a ton of notes. But his numbers, when pressure comes, there's no one in the sport that's worse right now. Yes, I, I, I saw that as well. But, you know, I think – I hate to say this, but I think we have to go back to, like, the Rex Ryan mentality with this kid, like we did with Mark Sanchez. Run the ball, don't make any mistakes, and play defense like you've never played before. And make those one read, those one pops – that you're going to take down the field, make it worth it, and, you know, give him a nice good throw where he only has to focus on one receiver. You know, but I think we should be running the ball with this kid at least 65% of the time. Because running backs, between the two, three backs we got, we should be running that ball 30 to 40 times a game. And depending on defense and special teams to keep put us in good positions, he is not ready. He wasn't ready last year, and he is not ready this year. And all that stuff about Mike White, he is no better because otherwise Mike White will be playing right now. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Jason, and thanks for the phone call. I agree with you. You know, like Mike White, uh, I think, is uh, a bit of a, of a lottery ticket, right? Like expecting him to come in. I know he had the one game against uh, the, the Bengals last year, but um, that to me, like if you're doing that, then you're, you're, ba- you're basically saying you've already made up your mind on Zach Wilson, who is a guy that you've drafted second overall. Uh, I don't think that that's the way to go, not when your team – Already is sitting here at five and three, and is four and one with him back here. So um, you have to have some patience. This is what it. There's going to be rough. Mo- I mean, there's rough moments with every quarterback. I mean, any quarterback outside of Patrick, get Patrick Mahomes out of your mind. Patrick Mahomes went into a completely different situation. He went into a good team, a playoff team, which the Jets have not been a longer stretch of time than anyone else in the sport is their playoff drought. So he's, I mean, that is not a fair um, representation of what uh, Zach Wilson is dealing with and they got to get it. So yeah, that it's, it's, it's primarily running the ball. Don't get off the run and, and you know, schedule, plan things out so that you can get him outside the pocket. Maybe some design runs for him too. I don't know, but you got to be able to do something that you, you plays that end with him, looking around and running around and oh my god it's a disaster it's a disaster and that's what happened last week you take a look as soon as the pressure came he was he was lost absolutely lost uh let's go out to uh mark is in newark mark you're next up on the gordon damer show gordon how you been hey mark what's going on pal (laughs) getting ready to watch my jets tomorrow hey look uh um here's what i think um First of all, me being who I am, I think we're going to win. If something happens, when I watch when I watch Mike White light it up, right, and, I'm, and then I watch Trevor all in the preseason, these guys aren't superheroes, trust me. Uh, no. Not at all. Not by any stretch. But what they are is they're teachable. And what you've seen with those guys and why they were able to run the offense and make it look really, really good is because we have the West Coast timing offense. We don't have the RPO-style offense. And Zach, 
bails on every play, whether it's, it, whether there's pressure up the middle or not. He takes one look and out he goes, right into the sack or right to the sidelines, and then the interceptions and throw it away. And he keeps wondering why that happens because he's bailing on every pass play. That offense is designed for timing, and I know you know that. You you watch football. This offense is all about timing. Yeah. One step, two and when, steps, and when, and when the and timing's the right, and his 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 first read is there. He can make the throws. I mean, he made it. He made throws last week. He had that pit, the, the throw to um to uh, well, he Garrett made Wilson. Really pretty throws. How yeah. about the one to Mims? How about the one to Conklin? But he yep. but he's so he so doesn't get it that that his athletic run around wannabe uh, Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. Um, he doesn't he 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 doesn't have that. That's not his game. His, he's got that power rifle arm, and he does. If he just steps up in the pocket, stops bailing, and uh, one of my friends said he's scared. I tend to agree with him, but he kind of reminds you of Sam Darnold that way. Just saying, if he step when he when when he steps in and he delivers the ball on time, he he looks really really good. And and so he's got to learn that this is how you play that offense. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think that it would be starting. Mark, thanks for the phone call. You'd like to think it would be starting to click by now, right? I mean, at this point, uh, you know, first years, you don't really go too crazy on the first year, right? Most quarterbacks struggle in the first year. But by year two, midway through year two, you'd like to think that it would be starting to click in, and it doesn't really feel like there's been a whole lot of progress anywhere. Now, it's up to he can change it. I mean, if they go out tomorrow and he is – that's the thing. They, the Jets got to get to a situation where he's not the conversation that you're having after the game uh, because that will buy him more time. You, you can be more patient. You've seen what one game. I mean, you got you got a fan base already ready to pounce after one bad game against the Patriots, and I think that that would be clearly a mistake. He has this season to get it done, and you got to find out about him this year. But it doesn't seem like things are trending in the right direction. Jamie is in Yonkers. Jamie, you're next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, hey, Gordon. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Thanks for taking my call. So in, in agreement with the prior caller, I'll take it a little another step further. What Zach Wilson reminds me of is that poor friend of yours from growing up, like in middle school, that, that works hard, is a good guy, and otherwise gets decent grades, but just can't get it together in math. And Zach Wilson looks to me like he's unfortunately a low football IQ individual, bailing on plays, as, as the prior caller said. And I, I think that when you hear him interviewed, it's either coach speak, which is annoying, or he goes full poker tilt um, like he did last week after the game. So, I don't know. I just I feel like he's that math student that no matter how hard he tries, he's just never going to get it. Yeah, I mean, look, and Jamie, maybe you're right. And I, I would agree with you, and thanks for the phone call. It does seem like that's the way it's trending. But, again – there's a lot of quarterbacks that struggle at this stage. I mean, go back to Eli Manning. Eli Manning struggled, and I'm not saying he's going to be Eli Manning, but I'm just saying Eli Manning struggled a far longer period of time than a year and a half when he was with the Giants. I mean, I think it was year year three or year four, people were like, oh, there's no way you can pick up this guy's option. And and it was because of, of how he looked during games. He looked lost a lot of times. So um, you got to give him some time. He has this year to figure it out. The Jets are not turning the page on him. Anybody who's crying for Mike White or, or, or Joe Flacco at this point, come on. I mean, what, I'm a Dolphin fan, 
right? I would love nothing more. Listen to your enemy tell you. I would love nothing more as someone who hates your organization, hates your team, is a Dolphin fan, than for you to go back to Joe Flacco. So do the opposite of what your enemy wants you to do. That should not even be, if that's on the tip of your tongue, if that's in any part of your brain, realize maybe it's time to go for a walk outside and, and find something else to do. Your anger level needs to dissipate before you can rationally think about things after watching Zach Wilson. If that's the way you're thinking at this point, midway through year two, let's go back to Joe Flacco because we got to win some games. Come on. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Right now we're going to find out what we learned with Richard in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend? Gordon, uh, Zach Wilson, he needs a quarterback coach. He needed a coach that knew offense, that knows quarterbacks. I mean, to me, he looks like directionalist out there. But, you know, talent and athletic ability, that's really not going to make it in the NFL. You, got, you know, you got to have smarts. You have to have reasoning. You have to be able to see the field and anticipate the defense. Athletic ability and all, and a great arm, those things don't, you know, there have been histories of guys. I just hope he gets the right coaching, you know. That's all. they got to stick with him. You can't change. No. This is it. You gotta, you gotta, you're in with him, and that's it. I just hope the right coaching is getting to him. It doesn't you know? seem that way. It, it doesn't so far. So let's see. Mm-hmm. This is only a second year. What is he, 22 years old? Yeah. So in the, in the old days, this would, would be maybe even his rookie year or not even his rookie year. He'd still be in college. So you still got to give him time. But, uh, you know, now, now it's a question of whether the Jet fans will have the patience. You know, that's a big thing. I'm not ruling out a close game tomorrow. You never know. Bounce back game. Oh, absolutely. But, right. I mean, it's and the NFL. can. Yeah, of course. And Bills can come in overconfident. You know that, uh, Gordon. Uh, you never know. One game into the next game means nothing. There's no momentum going that way. The way he played last week, you know, has nothing to do with tomorrow's game. He could see the whole thing differently. But I certainly, you know, I wouldn't even think about changing. you got to sink a shrimp or swim with this guy till the end. I mean, really, until you can, he proves that he can't get it done. So I just hope the coaching is there. This is a case, especially in quarterbacking. You've got to have somebody there. I wonder how Mahomes did it. It was Andy Reid then, I guess, huh? He was the well, one I mean, that... he walked into the perfect situation. He not only walked into Andy Reid, he walked into a playoff. I mean, they were a playoff team the year before, and they felt like, you know, with Mahomes, he could take them to a different level. He did. Uh, so that one, you really can't compare anything to that. Certainly not the and Jets. Reed is just a great quarterback coach, I would imagine, yeah. huh? Yeah, and a great offense. Uh, you know, had, had skill position, you know, Tyreek Hill and, and the tight end and everything else. So, I mean, he walked into yeah. a great spot there. Yeah, this Brees Hall going down really hurt them. But I don't know. You know, you just got to go with the other two guys now. You just got to ride these guys. And hope, hopefully they will produce. Because this guy cannot lead you by himself. There is no way he's going to be able to improvise. or Now, now you're going to have to set up a game plan and just don't leave it in his hands to try to beat the other team. You got to, you, gotta, you know, like Parcells used to do. He had such close reins on his guy. I mean, he won with Ray Lucas, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, no, no offense to Ray Lucas, but I mean, that's how great a coach that Parcells was. He could feel the game. He knew how to control his quarterbacks, and you know, he had total control of the game. That's how you got to be with a guy like this until he he proves that he's able to win games by himself, and he's nowhere near that now. So, because last week, oh, that was that was terrible. That was and you hate to say one play 
can lose the game. But, that, I mean, that's what it felt like to me. I, I didn't feel like they would recover after that play after in the second, you know, in the first half right before the end of the interception. Yeah, I, I never the interception they were, that got called back because of the pass, uh, because of the roughing the pass, roughing the pass, yeah, correct. Yeah. I thought that it was, was the right just call. Too, well, yeah, yeah, but still, I didn't think the Jets were able to handle it. And on that kind of day, they weren't playing. Well, they were playing all right up until that point, but after that, they just fell apart. And, uh, yeah, you, you uh, could see was, you could see the implosion, Richard. Thanks for the phone call. You could pleasure. see the implosion coming in real time, no question about it. And you know, I, I mean, look, Josh Allen. Yeah, as everybody's picked this year for MVP, if you go back to Josh Allen's second year, and he even brought this up uh, this week, I think through five games, my writing is uh, legible here, through five games of his second year, he had three touchdowns and six interceptions, and in his uh, fifth game that year, he threw three picks against the Patriots uh, at home. So uh, you can rebound from it, and, and look, here, here's the game plan. If the Jets are going to make it a game tomorrow – it primarily has to be about the Jets' defense, right? It has to be about the defense coming out, making plays, getting after Josh Allen, harassing him, maybe force him into an interception, right? He, I mean, he throw an interception from time to time. Getting after the quarterback, playing a clean game, no mistakes, no big penalties that wipe out turnovers and that type of stuff. The kicking game, the special teams have to be far cleaner than they were a week ago. And then hopefully you run the ball, you eat the clock, and you ask Zach Wilson to make a play or two. I mean, again, Jet fans are the most schizophrenic fan base that there is. They win this game. They win that game. Oh, my God, we're going to win 10, 11 games. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. My God, Joe Douglas, executive of the year, all, all these things. They lose one game. Bench the quarterback. We're lost. They shouldn't have picked this guy second overall. Bring in Mike White. Give me Joe Flacco. I mean, let's find a little common ground, people. Just a little common ground. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, it is time for what I learned this week on TikTok. Talk about taking a beating. I took it last week. This week, hopefully I get my revenge. We'll do it next right here on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Oh, you know the music, people. It is time for what I learned on TikTok this week on the Gordon Damer Show. But I should tell you, this portion of the show is brought to you by Onda Tequila Seltzer. Onda Tequila Seltzer is here to upgrade your tailgate. It's made with real Blanco tequila and has only 100 calories per can. On the Tequila Seltzer is the light and refreshing, sessionable drink for all your tequila-gating needs. But now, uh, look, after last week, I needed it, Onda, because I took it on the chin, both Julian and Jacob. I don't know what's getting into them back there in the studio, but they were ha- I think that they almost had like a perfect game. This week, I had to dig deep, and the pressure is on me, no question about it. Much like the Phillies tonight in Game 6 of the World Series, the pressure is completely on me, because if they pull off a repeat of that, I might have to, uh, I might have to find a new segment to do. All right, guys, Jacob, Julian, are you ready? Uh, yeah, we're ready. All right, who, who's, going, who's batting leadoff this week? I'll, I'll take the first spot this week. All this right, week. Julian's first up. All right, Julian. 
do, do. Let's see. All right, yeah, here we go. <clears throat> Number one, it takes roughly a month to make jelly beans. Number two, the 27th president, William Taft, once got stuck in a bathtub and needed six people to help pull him out. Number three, Dr. Seuss came up with the word hipster. Or number four, giant tortoises are going extinct because they're delicious. So to recap again, it takes roughly one month to make a batch of jelly beans. Number two, 27th President William Taft was uh, once got stuck in a bathtub and needed, uh, he was a bit hefty is the point, and needed six people to pull him out. Number three, Dr. Seuss is credited with the, coming up with the word hipster. Or number four, giant tortoises are going extinct because they're delicious. That's a tough one. I hope it is. Because they all kind of sound like in the back of your head you sort of heard of Sure, them. that's the thing. That's the thing about TikTok, what I learned on TikTok. In case you're new to this segment while Julian comes up with his answer. Uh, it's useless but entertaining information that I learned on TikTok this week. One of these things is actually true. Three of them are completely made up. And it's up to Julian at this moment to figure out which is which. So I feel like I've heard three of them before. Okay. And the one that I feel the most comfortable with is uh, number four. Number what? Number four? Yeah, the one about the giant tortoises. Is that the one you're going with? Uh, I will. All right, you can lock it in. Oh, he's locked it in already. Giant tortoises are going extinct because they are delicious. Yes, that is actually true. That is correct. A couple other things uh, in, in favor of that. Uh, at times, um, people on ships were able to, they don't, use, they don't need a lot of resources, so you could keep them alive for a long period of time as well. So that certainly helped out, uh, not the tortoises, but the people that are eating them. And apparently... They are delicious. I don't know exactly what it is about them that makes them so delicious, but uh, not off to a great start for one uh, Gordon Damer here. All right, Jacob, you're my go-to. Oh, jeez. Might have to uh, rehire Brian Munguia to come back and run this segment. I'm not uh, pointing any fingers. I'm just saying. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Boy, I, the beads of sweat right in my process is fantastic, apparently, as well, much like the Yankee process. Here, here we go. Number one. All five celebrities who appeared on the first episode of Celebrity Fear Factor are dead. Number two, the flight of bees is actually a scientific mystery because their wings should be too small for their body size. Number three, Mount Everest has Wi-Fi. Or number four, the term the mall got its name because of instead of going to one store, you are going to them all. Thus, the name The Mall. All right, so to recap, once again, uh, all five celebrities who appeared on the first episode of Celebrity Fear Factor are dead. The uh, Number two, the flight of bees is a scientific mystery because their wings should be too big for their fat, or no, no, excuse me, their wings should be too small for their big bodies. Number three, Mount Everest has, uh, has Wi-Fi. Or number four, The Mall got its name because of instead of going to one store, you are going to The Mall. Honestly, and I see why you probably wanted Brian Munguia back. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I remember the pay-per-view. I mean, the pay-per-towel. Pa pay-per-towels, yeah. <laughs> to recap, Brian, I, I got Brian one time saying that paper-towels got their name not because they're made of paper, but because back in the day you used to have to pay per towel. <laughs> so I see the, the mole. Yes. That, that's still, that that's still a personal <laughs> highlight of my radio career is to get somebody to guess that. The the mole that's the one that stood out to me. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if that's the Damn it. one. Damn it! Where's Brian when I need him? 
Uh, I was actually thinking, you know, Wi-Fi is such a convenient thing that you would want to request it everywhere. Sure. So why wouldn't Mount Everest have Wi-Fi? I mean, it's just a possibility. I was. Are you, you going to lock it in? <sighs> just lock it in. I might as well lock it in. I might be messing up a streak right here. I think Poop Rankings is coming back next week. Yes, Mount Everest does have Wi-Fi. It's only a, a recent event that that has taken place. But yes, that is uh, absolutely true. Oh, I love it. Three of the five celebrities who have appeared on the first episode of Celebrity Fear Factor are dead. I think maybe it's four. Uh, Donny Osmond's still alive, so that one is not true. Uh, and the other two are obviously uh, fiction. Um, all right, so uh, again, taking it on the chin again this week. Uh, I guess we'll go back to, uh, are, are we going back to back and belly to belly? Are we going snake draft? What are we doing? I got two more for you. We can, uh, do a, we can do a snake draft. Why not? All right, snake draft. So that would mean that uh, Jacob is back up. Okay. Yep. He's very, he's very full of himself now. You notice that? <laughs> All right, number one, Johnny Walker, the creator of Johnny Walker uh, Whiskey, died after kicking a safe. Number two, Google hires people to ride camels for the street views of deserts. Number three, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star was composed by Mozart. Or number four, bees are allergic to bee stings. So to recap, Johnny Walker died after kicking a safe. Two, Google hires people to ride camels for street views of the desert. Number three, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star was composed by Mozart. Or number four, bees are allergic to bee stings. Jeez. Uh, gee, I, I, I don't know. Where I was so confident the first one, I was confident after the answer. Then hearing every last uh, one you gave, I am yeah. not sure. All I, right, well. I wanted to say Johnny Walker died from kicking the safe. Sure. But, uh, you know, Google might just hire somebody to... It's possible. I don't want to shade you one way or the other. <sighs> okay, so if I have to choose one, I'm going with Johnny Walker. And Johnny Walker. Yeah. Are you going to lock it in? <laughs> Why not? Yes. No, that is incorrect. Aww. I'm sorry. The wonderful streak comes to an end. Jeez. That is actually true of Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels died mm. after kicking a safe, broke a toe, became infected. But maybe he drank a couple. He had a couple of Jack Daniels before he went out. You know. I mean. Uh, All right. So we're down to three now. Uh, Google hires people to ride camels for street views of the desert. Twinkle, yep. twinkle, little star was composed by Mozart. Our bees are allergic to bee stings. Google hires twinkle, twinkle. I wouldn't think there's anything to think about here. I figured you'd automatically go to the one that you almost went with. Yeah, I was going to do that. But, I mean, Twinkle Twinkle, uh, I don't even. I'm going to go to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. All right. Are you going to lock it in? I'm going to lock it in. This is more like it. No, that is also incorrect. Oh, my God. No, Sorry, Hans. Wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Where the 
<laughs> See, this is like a casino, right? You get the whale, and he wins a lot of money. You just keep him at the table, and eventually he'll give uh, it back. So I've, eventually I've gotten to Jacob. So thank God for that. I had I just had to go better. Big Julian. Now. I'm going to have to do something about him. Uh, I should just let Julian go. I, no, why, no, why no, 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 no. <laughs> Julian, Julian next week is going to be getting moved to the Dave Rothenberg show. He doesn't know it yet, but... Much better hours, Julian. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be on the Dave Rothenberg show. Or, uh, I don't know. But uh, for this answer, I'm going to just go with Google. Why not? You're going to go back to Google now. Go back to Google. Google hires people to ride camels for street views of the desert. When in doubt, go with Google. Or All just, right. Or just Google it. Yep. Lock it in. And that is correct. Yes, you didn't have to lock it in. I gave it to you anyway. Yes, that is correct. Google does hire people to ride camels so they get street view. You would think the desert looks all the same, but no. Apparently, people need to know what the desert looks like. So congratulations there, Jacob. Very good. Uh, all right, so one more we got for uh, Julian, who is uh, like Babe Ruth of this game. I don't know if that speaks well of Julian or that he's just got a ton of useless information. Second one. All right. Well, look. If you weren't ruining my segment with it, it would be endearing. But uh, all right, here we go. Number one, coffee got the term cup of Joe because Joe DiMaggio did ads for chock full of nuts during his playing career. Number two, a slinky fully. You know what a slinky is, right? The toy, the slinky. Yeah, of course. Okay. Fully stretched out is almost 50 yards long. Number three, the term pilot for a television show got its name because that's the first episode that is on air or number four Belgium once trained 37 cats to deliver the mail recapping for the audience coffee got its term cup of joe because joe dimaggio number two slinkies the toy slinky fully stretched out is almost 50 yards long Number three, the term pilot for a television show gets its name because that's the first episode that is on air. Or number four, Belgium once trained 37 cats to deliver the mail. Again, where it's like I've heard it somewhere in the distance past, distant oh, past. I'm okay, sorry. this was a very strange conversation when you heard these things, but go ahead. I don't want to toy with your process. It's obviously effective. I'm thinking of one or two. And two is just thinking of a slinky stretch down. Okay. But I'm leaning more towards one. And I okay. I think I'm going to lock that one in. Joe DiMaggio, Cup of Joe. That's the one you want to lock in. Yeah, I'll lock that one in. Yes, no, you're also incorrect. Yes, finally. Thank God. I finally got a couple of wrong answers here. We need this segment to eat up some time here. Come on. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Cup of Joe is not anything to do with Joe DiMaggio, although he did do uh, ads for Mr. Coffee for a very long time. And I think that was well after his playing career was over. Probably during his playing career, he was like, advertising cigarettes or something. I don't know. All right, so now you're down to a slinkies fully stretched out or almost 50 yards long. Uh, a pilot, on a television pilot, it got its name because that's the first episode that goes on air. Or uh, now number three was number four, Belgium trained cats to deliver the mail. So I'll just take my uh, second guess of the one about the Slinky then. Slinkies. Locked it in. This is more like it. No, that is also incorrect. I don't know how long they are, but it's not 50 yards. That's half a football. Uh, so now you're down to two. Pilot on air. First episode of a TV show. Or Belgium and the Cats. Put the Slinky thing like that now. Say again? When you put the slinky one like that now, it sounds wrong. 
Yeah. Um, and out of the last two, I'm. When you first said it, it didn't seem real. And now that it's one of the last two, I'm gonna go with Belgium training cats. The cats, yeah. Locked in. That is correct. Yes, very good. Nice job, Julian. Woo! Yes, Belgium. I'm not sure exactly why, but yeah, they train cats to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they have too many cats. They're not sitting around all day. That's the last animal I would. Re- I mean, that they they're uh, end up hitting you in the face with their paws. I mean, they're very uh, tough to train animals. Dog, sniff out a bomb. Sniff out drugs. Help us out here. Guide the blind. That's the animal to help you out. Cats. No cats sniffing out any bombs. No cat sniffing out any drugs. Dead body? Don't ask a cat. But congratulations, Julian. Good job. And that, my friends, is another round of what I learned this week on TikTok. And now because of the segment, you have learned it too. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.